0: Hey guys, welcome to the number 174 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Today, we are going to break down the possibility of Contavious, Cuddlewell, Pope, and Ishmith staying, since they are two very important players when it comes down to the Wizards' cap space situation. And if they don't stay, how the Wizards could possibly trade them to get assets and save a lot of cap space. Which I may add, if they trade Contavious, Cuddlewell, Pope, and Ishmith, they will have $10 million in cap space to use this offseason along with, with the mid level exception and the biannual exception. So, that could possibly mean, especially if you build around Beale, some money to try to get some good role players to try to build around. And, you know, they're still going to have to get a point guard you still have to do a lot. But those $10 million could be used for, honestly, some great depth pieces. So, yeah, that'll definitely help the Wizards. But we're going to use a couple of Pope and Ish actually stay. so, we're just going to get into the possibilities of that happening here on this episode. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do, subscribe, follow, share, view. Most uh, Wizards fans are probably Capitals fans, and yes, what a playoff win for the Washington Capitals last night! Uh, I'm all in on the Caps right now, so um, so yeah, yeah, you yeah. uh, know that was obviously a lot of fun. So um, I'm probably not going to be posting on days that the Capitals are playing in the playoffs. Just know that, um, but so yeah, we will post it today though. And let's just get into this episode real quick. And let me just. Cut, they can just tell you what's gonna happen if the wizards don't decide what they want to do with contiguous colorful Pope by June 28th. They have to pay part, they have to pay his entire salary no matter what, or not his entire salary, but they have to pay part of his salary no matter what. Whether they want to trade him, whether they want to cut him. Whatever they want to do with him, they're still gonna have to pay his salary if they don't decide what they want to do with him by June twenty-eighth. So they have to make a decision quick. Now Something that Carter Wilkerson brings—he's a really good shooter, and he played very well for the Wizards this year. And he was doing very quietly too, you know. Not many people would kind of talk about him, yet you know he—he's just been a really consistent player, averaged 13 points a game with four rebounds, while shooting 44% from the field and 39% from three. Like that's very efficient right there. And he is a very, very good defender. Now, the advanced stats actually say, according to NBA.com, Caldwell Pope only allowed players to shoot 42.7% from the field and 28.6% from three when he was the primary defender this season. That, That tells you something, that his perimeter defense is such a valuable asset, and yet he's only making $14 million to do this. Now, is that too much? I don't know. He's brought championship experience to wherever he's gone. I mean, if you honestly look at this, he's he's brought he's, he's just a veteran. I mean, if you look at his age at this point, he's he's getting old, right? He is getting old. He's twenty nine years old. He's a good veteran in this league, and he's a valuable player. And I think the Wizards, how can I say it? Keeping him would be very important if they all go, if they are going all in now. If the Wizards do want to, if they're definitely going to be going in the next couple of years, they definitely will keep Rodney Beal. They might want to sign a veteran with championship experience to an extension. If the Wizards do keep him on the team, they can extend him to a four-year $75.3 million deal. So that might seem like a lot, but again, for his experience, It kind of isn't, you know, you know, it kind of isn't. So it's all going to depend. He is going to get old eventually, though, you know, like after this year, he's going to be 30 years old. If you pay him to a four-year deal, that deal ends at when he's 34 years old. So the Wizards would just have to think about that. But if they do cut him, as I did mention, the Wizards would still have to pay part of his salary. That's an important thing. We're going to get into Smith and these two players are very similar in, like, what the Wizards could do with their contracts, but they're also very different in the same way. Now, let me break down this. Let me just tell you this. If the Wizards are definitely going all in on Bradley Beal, you keep Kadavis Kudlow Pope. You saw his value there on defense. And then his 13 points a game with 39% shooting from three. Like he was getting 20 point game after 20 point game after 20 point game Then the season. When you give him the spotlight, he can shine. And he's a very good shooter, very good, well rounded player. And who who brings, again, who brings championship experience and the skills of the championship team needs. So if you are the Washington Wizards and you're going all in on building around Bradley Beal and Christoph Porzingis, getting a point guard and doing, you know, the basic stuff to build around Bradley Beal then I would keep Cuddle Cuddlewapop on the team to start at small forward since he is such a valuable piece to the team. Again, and this is if the Wizards are going to build around Brady Beal. If they're not going to build around Brandy Beal, then you get rid of KCP because you can get so much cap space and value for KCP. Now, let me break this down. And before you call this trade nuts, let me just break it down. I'm going to say it, but you guys can't say it. It's not immediately You just have to talk it through, okay? The Wizards get Oklahoma City's 2022 first-round pick via the Los Angeles Clippers, which will end up around being number 13 overall. The Thunder get Octavius Cotterwell Pope and Nicholas Claxton, and the Nets get Derek Favors. Okay. Wait, wait. Before you, before you trash me on this, let me just, uh, you know, let me just describe. It, right. The Wizards. There are rumors that the Thunder would be willing to trade their first round picks. It's they have they have like a, a one gazillion first round picks until like twenty twenty nine. So they could afford to give up a first round pick in a draft that doesn't have too much star power. It's not that good of a well around the draft. The Wizards can still gain though a first round pick and get uh, maybe someone like Benedict Mathurin to improve the team. And uh, so they can have picks around like number ten and number thirteen. Like you know, you can get some good role players right there to help your team. Um, you know, for the future and have uh, five young guys you can honestly develop for the future. Right, you'd have uh, Chris, uh you'd have no, you'd have. Ruby Hachimura, Denny Alvdia, Corey Kispert, and then these two rookies. That's a decent little core right there, uh, you know, that the Wizards can develop. And if they're able to do that, that would be perfect, right? Oklahoma City Thunder. Why would they take on Kadivious Cuddle Pope's contract? Cause it's for one year. If they take on that contract and then they just let him go in free agency next year, they wouldn't have to pay that part of the contract since it would be after the one year of his contract right now at the fourteen million dollars. So. They could just cut his money and and gain that money, right? While they're gaining $6 million in this trade, they're actually going to gain cap space in the long run. They'd be willing to take on a big contract that's on a short-term deal. And that's why you hear the rumors of Russell Westbrook going there because they could free up so much cap space by getting rid of someone and then gaining Russell Westbrook. Yeah, getting, getting, uh, gaining Russell Westbrook and then letting him go in free agency. who gain a lot of cap space in a year where there's a lot of talented free agents in 2023. So, and you've heard the rumors about them wanting to take on a big contract. So they take... Okay, Davies Cardwell-Pope, who's a very good veteran to develop the players, and then they just let him go the next year. Nicholas Claxton, um, you signed him to a, maybe a one- or two-year deal. He's a young center that could develop. And then Derek Favors, you don't really need him. You send him to Brooklyn on a one-year deal. And while Brooklyn is gaining a lot of cap space here, I think it's a good move for them because they need – they desperately need a big man, uh, right? Nicholas Claxton, just not the and he, and he's a free agent too. So you could walk in free agency. The fact you could get some assets for Claxton is very important. So I think this trade makes sense for the Nets to get a big that they could use. So yeah, I mean he's not he's not it's not like a big like a Rudy Gobert kind of player in the market, but it's a decent backup big, you know. Um, so I think that that trade would make sense personally. Now, what should the Wizards do with Ish Smith? Again, oh by the way, for Kadarius Coleman, keep them if you build around beal don't keep them if you're rebuilding right unless but here's the thing i say that but if they're doing that strategy of not rebuilding but going bust and trading bradley beal and then having a lot of money <clears throat> in the 2023 free agency class then maybe you consider extending catavious cartero pope at that point if your job if you if you're really looking to sign a free agent and then, worst case scenario, you could trade him later down the line. Now, what should the Wizards do with Ish Smith? And Ish Smith is an interesting player. Then the Wizards need to decide what they want to do with him by July 1st or they will have to pay his money anyway. Ish Smith averaged 8.6 points and 5.2 assists while shooting 36% from three in his 28 games with the Wizards. It's not bad. You know, there's not really an advanced stat like we saw for KCP to describe his value. He's just an okay backup point guard. Now, the thing is, He's a much uh, more expensive, he's on a much more expensive contract than if the Wizards were to keep, like Tomas Sadoransky on the team, who averaged 5 points and 5 assists while shooting 48% for the field in 22 games with the Wizards, or Howell who averaged 7 points and 3 assists while shooting 46% for the field in 70 games for the Wizards. So, neither of these guys the answer but here's the thing that you have to look at right there's some decent backup point guards in free agency that you could probably get also for less money than smith are you willing to pay smith 4.7 million dollars to play the backup role like with how especially if the wizards are going all in and they're paying kcp like you gotta cut your cap space at some point even if it's just like one or two million and i think that Tomas Sadoransky and Ishmith don't have much difference. If anything, I think Tomas Sadoransky has more wingspan. I think he has more potential to play better. Now, I think he's got a lower floor but a higher ceiling than Ischmidt. So, And you can get him for like $1 or $2 million on a deal. Same thing with Howell Meadow, right? So, he wouldn't need to pay that $4.7 million that Ishmith has right now. So, it's an interesting situation. And... I think that the Wizards should let go of Ish Smith. I think that contract is too big, in my opinion, right? And I would be fine cutting him because that, thats the difference about him and KCP—is the Wizards can waive him. The Wizards can gain the four point seven million and not have to pay Ish Smith. So. They could possibly cut, they, they could just cut him and gain that money and then use some cap space or like the buy any more mid-level exception to get like a backup point guard on a one, like a one year, one, $2 million deal. That's less than a Schmidt's close to $5 million deal because you can't pay a backup point guard at his level $5 million. Like it just can't do it. Especially again, if you're going all in your KBKCP. And even if you are and if, if you're rebuilding or doing that bus strategy, you don't want to keep Ish Schmidt on the team. You'd want to get someone young to develop on the bench. So there would be no reason for Smith to be on the Wizards in my opinion. Now, I think the best option for the Wizards would just be to wave him wave him into free agency and definitely gain the cap space. But if they were to trade him, I think a trade would make would make sense if the Wizards did this. They traded uh Ish Smith to the Los Angeles Lakers in exchange for Stanley Johnson and Mac McClung, where I've actually never really watched Mac McClung before, and then Stanley Johnson He's a team option player. Now, he played a big role be- for the Lakers because they were injured. But, I mean, they got to stay healthy anyway. I mean, they got to understand if they're injured, then they can't compete anyway. So, um, they give up Stanley Johnson in this trade. The Wizards, he's on a one-year deal. They can accept or decline his team option. And then Mac McClung is on a two-way contract. They could just let him go in free agency this year. So, you could try out Stanley Johnson for one year, and you gain about, let's see, $2.4 million. Or you could just let both of these guys go and gain the money. Now, personally, I think the best choice for the Wizards would be to just waive him and not and not take the risk of possibly gaining more cap space. Like you could just cut him. Like you're not even getting a point guard back in the deal. Like just flat out cut him. Right. That would be my personal opinion. And you're probably like, why would the Lakers do this? Well, Kendrick Nunn on his player option, he could decline it and go into unrestricted free agency, so they get a safe veteran point guard. With Ish Smith, and then Malik Monk might also leave as well. So the fact of having the uh, the safety with Ish Smith at the guard spot, who's a veteran that that's pretty okay at everything, and, uh, can could pass the ball right. Just be that average back a point guard good for the Lakers and then again the Wizards they could accept the team option on Stanley Johnson or just let both of them go and gain the same amount of money as if they were to cut him right but I don't think there's a scenario where the Wizards keep Ish Smith. as much as I'd love having him in DC I just don't think it makes sense for the Wizards at the next couple of seasons or long term as well so that is what I think the Wizards will do with Contavious Cuddlewell Pope and Ish Smith, who have an interesting timeline on uh, when the Wizards have like the deadline of when the Wizards can make moves for them. Contavious Caldwell Pope is June 28th and Smith is July 1st. So we're going to have to stay tuned for that to see if both will be in the team, either of them or neither of them, right? We're going to have- just have to pay attention on that. Also, June 29th uh, is when the Wizards can either pick up the options for Jordan Shaquille uh, Anthony Gill and Casher's Winston. we're gonna break that down. Probably not a lot probably a part of an episode as well. We're not gonna do a full episode on that. But uh, possibly the Wizards picking up Anthony Gill, a cheaper option than Thomas Bryant. Yeah, we'll break that down as well. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did subscribe, follow, share, and view. And we'll see you guys next and we we'll, I'll see you guys next time. Peace.